Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa alihi wa sahbihi wa jma'in. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All right, so what are we talking about today's episode? Talking about the Day of Judgment. Day of Judgment? Really? The signs of the Day of Judgment, buddy. Signs of the Day of Judgment. The signs. Prophecies of the Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, that have come true that we are witnessing currently today. Right? And like, this is such an important matter, right? Because this just, you know, learning these things will, of course, uh, strengthen your faith in Islam and shows you that the Prophet ﷺ was indeed a true prophet of God. Yeah, these are one of, this is like one of, this topic is one of the topics that is so important to learning about the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ and his prophethood and how he was a truthful man. He was a truthful man even before, or he was regarded as a truthful man before his prophethood. And what was he called? All right, look, listen. So the reason we have to get into this is because, you know, there are events that happen in our lifetimes that we get scared because we see things that happen and we always think that the end is near. And yeah, that's that's a good way to live because you always want to live like the with the day of judgment in the back of your mind because our life is for the akhir. Our, our life is not for this life, right? So always living knowing that where we're actually going is the akhirah. That's what we want. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to obtain. Is going to help you live your life. But you don't live in a life of complete fear, right? Because if you do that, then you start to, like... We not, live in moderation. Yeah, we live in moderation. There you go. We take the mental path as Muslims. You know, we're not here to be extreme. So, and if, of course, we take the extreme paths. It can cause us to deviate and lead to a lot of misguidance. Prophet ﷺ recommended, you know, moderation. You know, that's just one of the things you learning about the Prophet ﷺ. If you really love the Prophet ﷺ, you will you will practice his sunnah. You will learn about him, mm -hmm. and ex that's exactly what we're going to be doing here today. Mm -hmm. One thing I always like to think about whenever we talk about like the Day of Judgment or the signs preceding the Day of Judgment or like the end times in, in general is Inna Lillahi wa Inna Ilayhi Rajiun. Indeed, we are from Allah, and to Him is the return. Mm -hmm. So when you think about we've been placed on this earth, we've been placed. We're human beings. We're a creation. What are we doing? And it's like, we're from God and to God we will return. And what, what, what comes with us that we didn't have before is our actions. What we did here. Mm -hmm. You know, like subhanAllah, I used to, I, I just think about that, man. Bro, do you guys ever think about the reward that you're going to get, like knowing that you turn to Allah in your youth, especially in the, the times that we live right now where there's like so much fitna and, you know, we're being surrounded by minor signs of the day of judgment. It seems like, oh, the major signs can happen at any moment, right? Even though that's that's not always the case. You know, sometimes it feels like we're living in a good time. Sometimes it feels like we're living in fitna like we are right now. We're living in a hard time, calamities, hardship for the entire Muslim moment, not just as for us as individuals. Mm -hmm. Because what has happened in the world as of late is has showed us that, like, okay, really, it's we're Muslims all together, not just individually. Like our hardships, like we feel them all together. We feel them as the ummah. Like and you, you, it's crazy you say that because you know like how in the Quran it gives you jurisprudence like on yourselves and stuff like that. Like what to do, what you individually not to do and what to do. But like also like as a society. But like we haven't seen like a true Muslim nation that runs completely based off of Sharia law. And age, like we haven't seen it. Like subhanAllah, I'm like, man, we're like, where is that aspect of Islam? Like but what just, is that? Just imagine like I heard, I saw... Um... One of our brothers talking about how the Arab world, the Muslim world, if we actually like stood up together, like we're literally a superpower. Mm -hmm. But they're not taking advantage of that. Like, look, for example, like us as Arabs, like they were given the wealth, they were given oil, but you know, they're not using it in the right ways. SubhanAllah. And like speaking of the wealth, the Prophet ﷺ said, like, 
you'll see the poor Bedouin Arabs competing and building tall buildings. Now, I want you guys to think about it. At the time of the Sahaba, they like these are things that are unimaginable. Like, I want you to imagine the type of housing and the type of buildings that they had during their lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. like the mud houses or whatever it may have Straw, been. <laughs> exactly. Bamboo, like, bro, they, they, now, they, now, if we look today in our current lifetime, like 50 years ago, even like it wasn't like this. So if we look in our current lifetime, you see where's the tallest building today? It's in Dubai. Yeah. And who, who's competing with them? Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I want you guys just to think about it. They, this is a prophecy of our prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu salam. That the Sahaba, they didn't even know like how to even imagine this. And yet we see it happen right before our very eyes. And well, like when you guys brought up like the prophet alayhi salatu salam, one thing that like it brings me to is during that time, we like, you see how us being as Muslims, we never even question that. We see like the things that were prophesied during his time. How, how are the Sahaba supposed to react to things like this? Like they just hear him say these things and record it, but how are they supposed to know? Like for us, we're, le- we're living in these times. So it's like, SubhanAllah, it makes, you know, it shows us like the even more so why Islam is the truth, why he was a prophet of Allah, why he's a messenger. But for them, like, look look at how they, they just had to just believe. Exactly. Now, I was just about to say that. Like, may Allah reward them for that because you got to think about it. They had to really just believe him on it. Now, yeah. us, we can we can kind of see. Yeah. Of course, they had their signs at the time. 100%. Like, for example, the moon splitting. Mm-hmm. We would all love to see the moon split yeah, nowadays if we could. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these, the prophecies that he's named, they, they couldn't even imagine. Like, for example, another one is, you know, uh, music will be played on top of people's heads. Look at headphones. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, people got headphones on their ears. People are bumping music everywhere you go. You go to the gym, people are bumping music. You go to school, people are bumping music in their ears everywhere. And when you look at this, like in hindsight, it also tells you what type of man the Prophet Muhammad was in regards That's to his society saying. at the time. Mm-hmm. If people were to trust him on this, like the Sahaba were to trust him on this and take his word for 100% believing in it. Like imagine how truthful of a man he was. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't no like, like no fling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't just guesswork. No, of course, because you have to think about it. How could a man, a a poor Bedouin Arab in Mm -hmm. 600, get these prophecies so accurately without making a single mistake? How? If he indeed was not a true prophet of God. That's not even, that's not even our question though. Like we we understand that. The the viewers should understand understand that. Everybody listening should understand that. But it's seeing it today, like how does this how do you react when you when you're seeing it? When you hear about it. Like when you see these, like knowing the prophecies, knowing all this, like it's one thing. Alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar, man. Good thing. But like, what are you going to do with that knowledge? What are you going to do when you see, are you going to praise Allah? Man, like, is that going to increase you in your mind? Yes. Yeah, so actually, let me go on based on personal experience here. Like when we're in the train going from Mecca to Medina, right? And I was just thinking like, wow, like imagine at the time of the prophet, how long it took them to travel this distance. But we're taking the train. We're there in one hour. And the Prophet said, great distances will be covered very shortly. Look at cars, look at trains, look at airplanes. And like, subhanAllah, like I was just thinking, they, they, like, they really had to travel day and night just to get to these places. And I'm there within the next hour. You know what's crazy about that? On the same train ride, when we were going from Mecca to Medina, I said to myself, I remember a verse from the Quran from Surah Taha, like, and they ask about the mountains, because you know how you see it when you're on the train, you see mountains, these huge mountains, yeah. huge mountains. And then... The, and then the next the the next part of like in the verse it says and my lord will blow them to pieces i'm like oh because in like over here in in the west like 
you know where we are. We don't. I don't really where see we, mountains. Yeah, here. Yeah, we, I don't see. I don't Other see mountains at do, all. But. Yeah, I don't see mountains at all. And then I was seeing. I'm seeing them. I'm like, these are magnificent. These are huge. And I'm like, man, beautiful. And then I just heard. The, I just remember the verse. I was like, dang. Man. Like on a day where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is just going to destroy everything. Yeah, the mountains will be. They'll be. Or even like looking at what the Quran says about them, like. They're made of stakes, like into the ground. Mm -hmm. Like how how could how, like how like the Quran knowing this and mm -hmm. you still deny, is crazy. Yeah. Well, hold on. Like when you were talking about cars and like thinking about how the Prophet Ali and exactly. this how they used to travel on camels or they used to travel by foot and used to take them so long. They used to take days just to get from one place to another, like Mecca to Medina. And us were doing it so quick. Now, when you think about it in a different aspect, how many of us are taking advantage of the fact that we do have cars now? And even though uh, the messages are not as close to us anymore as they as it was for the Sahaba and Prophet How many of us are taking advantage of going to the message when we can, or when we're available? Yeah, this is a this good. Is, this yeah, is a good point. This is a good point. point Why? Actually. Because because this is something for for me as well. Like sometimes I'll be in my car and I'll get mad at whoever. So maybe like the person in front of me, the person behind me, maybe someone's not going immediately when the light turns green. I'll get angry and I'll Allah knows what will happen. And then I'll think to myself, I'll be like, "Damn, man, like." At least I'm not walking or something like that. Like, I think I'm, I mean, I'm being probably, I'm probably being ungrateful or not mm -hmm. as grateful as I should be right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 100%. You know, being grateful, I love will always increase you. Yeah. You know, it's always great to be grateful because you got to think about it. I saw a nice video that demonstrates exactly what you're saying. It's like, all right, I see a nice car on the road. Oh, that's a nice car. And then the next person's like, oh, well, I like that car. And the next person's like, oh, I wish I had a car. And the next person's like, oh, I wish I could. Uh, the guy was on a bike and then he was like, oh, I wish I had a, I wish I could walk and you know nah, all the way down all the way down to like the lowest you could be physically well like one thing i want to mention real quick is like when i was just talking about how us as youth right we're living in these times of like lots of fitness and there's a lot of sins that we could fall into right but think about the way that you would be re like rewarded either later in life or in the akhira because of you choosing to prioritize your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to fall into sin because look at this stuff that we're surrounded by you were talking we were talking about music we're talking about uh people who they want to fall into sins like smoking or, or drinking other other sins that may may not be as major to your to your life like uh I don't know help me out here no, no yeah, hold on, hold on. No, no this is actually a great point right here prioritizing your your youth and serving Allah because I saw a thing earlier it talks about how being disciplined makes today hard but tomorrow easy and being undisciplined makes today easy and tomorrow hard so just think about it you 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 prioritizing uh your youth now will make your akhirah easier will make later in life easier because you wanted to be disciplined now yeah. but if you want to go vice versa you're going to find yourself in a very hard situation later on in life and you got to think about it to anyone who just says yolo or like i'm still young or i have time you the decisions you make right now are so important you don't understand that sin that you're doing, that person that you're talking to, you could be like, imagine you end up in Jahannam because of that. Imagine you end up in hell because of that. You want to, and you know, like what's crazy is think about who hellfire is for. Hellfire is for the worst of the worst, the criminals, the, the people who went against God. You're going to be, your companions in hellfire are going to be the people who fought against God. They're going to be the people who kill God's messengers. The those people are, those who are the claim those to are, be God. Those are the people in hellfire. And you, you couldn't give up like whatever it may so be. You thought, you could live you thought you're gonna live forever you thought you would never meet this day but no the day is coming like it's certain and it's so crazy how things happen in an instant like you know one moment things are going good the next moment you know things are terrible and let me even talk about some personal experience here again like for example if i lose something like for example 
I remember one time I got into a car accident. I was like, wow, I really had a working car 20 minutes ago. Now it's done. <laughs> That's crazy. Bro. That's crazy. Like 20 minutes ago, I could go wherever I want. Now I'm not going anywhere. That's crazy. That is really how I be thinking about it, though. Like if something tragic to me happens later in the day, I'll be like, dang, bro, this morning I was chilling. Like, exactly. Bro. Like this morning, this, this morning, morning I had it all. Now I have nothing. Yeah. Now I'm here left like stranded. Well, that's like, that's literally how like you can imagine or, you it know, could be on the day of judgment. Yeah, it's that's like, how we'll be on yeah. the day of judgment. It's the like man can't have regrets. Yeah, you and, can think about your life. You're like, bro, I was just chilling. Like, mm-hmm. look at me now. Mm-hmm. And no, now nobody could save you. They'll say like, oh, I, they'll, they'll, the people they would never have thought this day would come. They denied this day and Allah, until it came. And Allah will ask them, and I saw this in numerous places in the Quran. I think I, I saw in Surah Mu'min, no one answered with Al-Baqarah. We'll ask them how long you stayed on earth for. They'll say a day or part of a day. Just think mm-hmm. about it. Look look how fast life will fly by quickly. And I bring up this point all the time. You ask any elderly person, what was it like being young? Oh, it was just like yesterday I was doing this and that. Like, even not even an elderly person. Like, look back on your own childhood. Like, man, even, it was even, just like those days were yesterday. Even from our own experience, I... Bro, it feels like just yesterday we were in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I was we about to say about, that. We were talking about business. I'm like, dude, it's already November. Like, what? It's bro? already been four months yeah, since then. It's that? already like I like I remember like it was like a week ago. Like bro, I just got back, man. Look, when when I think about like prioritizing my youth, the, the the beautiful thing about it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most just. And you see this in like in anybody's life. Like us, anybody who's grown up Muslim, they know that the battle to Believing in Islam is the same as someone who's a revert. You don't get to automatically become a believer just because you're born into Islam and, you, and your parents teach it to you. No, that's not how it is. Everybody's born on the fitr, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody is gonna is gonna have that Stay opportunity that. or that straight path. Follow the straight and narrow, the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Nobody, not everybody gets that. Not nobody gets that. No one's not even free. The Prophet no one, did that. No one is free of doubt. Yeah, nobody's free of the doubts. Everybody's gonna have doubts. Everybody's gonna have low points in their iman, and that's why it's so beautiful. Because even me, someone who I found Islam for myself, even though I was born upon Islam, I was te- taught Islam from a young age. I look, I can relate to the reverb because they found Islam. Now, see, even though they may go through. Difficulties that I may, may not have faced because they had to revert and maybe their family didn't support them. That's a test that they can bear. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to bear that test because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not see that best for me. But he saw that best for them. And think about their reward. Their reward may be greater than mine. Mm-hmm. But I commend them for that. And then on top of it, for people who are Muslim, who are Muslim right now, and they think that they can delay turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a later date because you know they want to live their life. Think about when you were young and how anything that you went through impacted the way that you are later on. Think mm-hmm. about the women who, they grow up without a father. Look at the way they act today. They're mm-hmm. sitting half naked on the internet, selling their souls, selling their bodies. And that's another thing from the Prophet ﷺ, that, is, that, that people will, will be dressed and they'll appear naked. Mm-hmm. Like, people can take these prophecies however they want, but it's right in front of your eyes. Here's another one. Men will dress like women and women will dress like men. Like, we live in a society where people don't even know their own gender or people want to be the opposite gender so badly. Like they like they act like God made a mistake or something. Well, those are the people who neglect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much that they claim that there's no creator that Allah completely made them forget exactly who they are. They think that they're like an anomaly, a, a different type of human, an alien, someone who's like, you oh, know what's I'm not so a crazy? man or a woman. Like, what? You know what's so crazy? Like, it's just it's just, it's mind baffling to me how I just look at these people and I'm just like, you can't be serious right now. You can't be serious right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I just, I'm just sitting there like, they'll be, they'll be sitting there like explaining like their reason or justification for something. 
like I saw one, I sent you guys this in the group chat. It was talking about how we need to ban the meat emoji because us vegans don't like it. And there's a hundred billion vegans on earth that don't like it as well. And I'm like, hundred billion, yeah, hundred billion. Exactly. There's not even 8 billion people. There's not even 9 billion people on earth. Man, what the heck? It's, bro, it's just mind baffling what people have to say because I'm just like, wow. Like, no, but even, you, male like guide you. You see how scary that is, though? Because it's like, not only is the prophecy No, true, this is but- also a prophecy from the Prophet Muhammad The truth teller will look like the one who, is, who has falsehood. And the falsehood, the one who spreads falsehood will look like he's spreading the truth. Or even on social media, the Prophet talked about how lies will spread very quickly all around the world. Like, just imagine it takes one post, one post to go viral. And now all of a sudden the whole world is talking about it. And you can easily deceive a people like that. Well, look you at know what propaganda like, has spread. Like, why, why am I even surprised that it's like the prophet, Ali Salatu, he already told. Oh, it's it's like, why am I even surprised? Bro? Yeah, it's not, he, no, no, it's, it's not about being surprised. It's, it's concerning because we live, we're living in the time. Like, imagine, imagine a person who goes to the doctor and gets a diagnosis. He says, you have cancer. You have 20 weeks to live. And like, he'll be like, oh my God. Like, didn't you know this day was coming? Didn't you know you was going to die? Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you surprised? Were you not warned of this? It's like, did you neglect Did you put that all the way so far back in the back of your mind? That See, you- and that, that's our problem because a lot of us, like, we tend to, whenever someone else has something to say or confirm something, like, just causes us to be like, oh, wow, but it already said it in here. But you already know, like, the prophet and his, Allah and his messenger already told you. Mm-hmm. They already told you. You don't need science to confirm. You don't need these people to confirm. Yeah, you take the doctor's word as 100% certainty. Like, no, th- this is the day I'm going to die. But when the prophet, peace and blessed be upon him. Okay, said, how about this? Me. There's been doctors that have been wrong. Mm-hmm. The prophet, alayhi salatu and God have not been wrong. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, hold on. I want to touch up on, bo- like, what both of y'all said. First off, the death and the, the, like, gender thing. So, look, the thing... The concerning thing about people changing their genders or telling people they change their genders or teaching people about it is that now they're teaching it to children in school. Now they're teaching it that it's okay to these kids who know who don't know any better. Like and it's the parents' jobs and the in these teachers' jobs to teach them what's right and wrong. But like, how are they gonna do that when they're confused from a young age? And the problem with this is now me as a Muslim, I have to be concerned about where my child would go to school or where my cousins would go to school or where my younger siblings could go to school. And hold on, this is a great point right here, because look, if this is a natural good belief, then why do you have to force it onto children? Why do you have to force it onto the people? If it's a good thing, why do you have to force it down our throats? It's not even something that you have to teach. That's the thing. These like, are not like me growing up. I didn't have to learn these things. And I know exactly like who I am, yeah, what I, I stand for, what I believe in, <laughs> what's right and what's wrong. I like, didn't I didn't have to I didn't go through a gender class, but I still knew I was a dude. Like the thing about going to like public schools and having to learn these things is that yeah, at home it was religion and you know learning right from wrong, learning what Allah subhanahu mm-hmm. ta'ala said in the Quran. Going to school was basically learning about, you know, the subjects, math, reading, yeah, science. Bro. But I don't need to learn about your morality. I don't need to learn that you think morality is subjective. You don't have to push those values onto me. That's for parents. That's for why, why do I have parents if I, if they can't teach me what's right and wrong? No, that's a scary thing, though, because a lot yeah. of people, a lot of us, a lot of people, we spend more time in the schools and industries more than with our own families <laughs> exactly. and our own you gotta parents. Think, like, you know, you, you got to think eight hours a day. No, you like got to think about it. Job. When, like, especially here in the West, you're born, they put a tag on you. They give you a number. Then you go, you get raised up. Now you're spending time, your time in day school. You're not, you're not even with your parents because your parents have to work. Both of them have to work because they're both independent and deserving of work. Your mom's an independent woman. Your dad... Uh, he's a, he's a, he's out there being a breadwinner. Yeah, okay. your, dad, your dad's a homo, and then you, you work, you're, and then you're in school. You come home, you tell your parents what you learned, then you go back to school, and then now they're teaching you 
the 73rd gender and man, it's crazy. And your parents, they can't do anything about it because they're not teaching you and they can't teach you. They don't have time to teach you because they're both out there being independent brainwashed. Or it's like when they come, try to come and teach you, you're out here arguing with them because- Because you, school told you something else. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, see, and they told you go to school, stay in school, like mm-hmm. school's always right, whatever. Yeah. But and like, I, I can even say like back in elementary school, I was guilty of this. Whenever something was worked in my advantage, Against my parents as a kid, I'd be like, well, in school, they told me this. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> like, no, no. But I'm like, you know, but you you don't tell me, like, do good in school. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, they're going to No, but me. like, it's it's a real thing. Now imagine. Re- like, no, this is the reality. It, Your children are owned by, not owned by you anymore. Like, crazy. Bro, and like, touching up on like what you were talking about for death. Like, someone who, they learn that they're going to die soon. But then they're like all surprised or scared because they're not ready to die. But see, someone who doesn't live with death in the back of their mind that death can come at any moment. Like how many reminders does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have to send us for us to realize that death is real? Like you see all these celebrities' deaths and these people are like, oh, this one hit hard, this one hurts. Like you, you don't even know the person. You and just you saw him on yeah. TV and, you and you're out here sitting, making it seem like a family member just died. Like you're just your parents just died or something like that. Like bro, death comes to everybody. Nobody escapes it. Show me one person who escaped death and I'd, I'd never be a Muslim or something. Like, you, you can't. You can't. You can't show me someone who's lived forever. Yep. Nope. They haven't done it. Like, that's, but that's the reality, though. Where is Alexander the Great? Where is Napoleon? They're the same place. They're the same place. Man, it's crazy. There's a reason we have history. Because people died. Like, no, you know what's crazy? What I was, you know what's crazy? I was thinking about this. You know, like, how the Prophet, he's that's given us reminders. Fine. He's given us warnings. He's, we... We have the benefit of looking at the people from the past, the people from behind us, the nation, the fallen nations. Like we've, we have an extensive period of history where, in which we can look back and learn from these people. And we haven't done it. We haven't learned a damn, no, like the, like the leaders of today, we haven't learned a damn thing. It's like, you know, have you heard the term history rhymes? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent true. And it's so crazy because did we not, are we not reflecting upon like what the people of the past or what happened to them? And how, why were we not learning from that today? Why is the same thing still happening now than the people, like, like from history? Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm trying, you know what I'm trying to say here? Like, history keeps like, repeating itself. Look, look, look at, the, gen- yeah. look at the, the genocide that's happening. Is this not like a rhyme from history? Look at the way that the oppressors Do these be- people, and, look- and no, 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 and there's people here today now that support this. But if you were, if you were to see, sit them in the same history class, when they're in school, they would have been like, wow, those people are horrific. No one deserves to be genocided. Like, when you think about it, think about when the oppressed became the oppressors. You can see it right now. Yes, yes. So it's just like whenever in school, they were talking about how a person who gets bullied is more likely to become the bully whenever he gets older. Now, I'm not going to say any names here, but you got everyone here should know exactly who I'm talking about. They, like, less than 100 years ago, they literally became what they once hated. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they were oppressed. They, they had propaganda put against them in the media. And now they're doing the same exact thing to a people. Talking about nuking an entire people. Talking about getting rid of an entire people. For what? For land? Look, For a place that is so temporary? A place that will, will be destroyed? And these are religious people, right? So they believe in the day of judgment, right? They believe that there's a judgment. They believe that there's a day they where the earth God. will not be here, right? Mm-hmm. So if they believe that there's a, a day where the earth will not be here, what type of lengths do we have to go to to understand that this is wrong? And that the media should know that this is wrong. No matter what you want to report or whatever you want to say, this is wrong. Like, this is not even you, just you a religious issue. This is not a religious issue. Of this course. is humanitarian. You don't, need, you don't need to be an Oxford graduate to understand that genocide and murder is wrong. But apparently, to these people, 
they need they need Oxford, you know, certification to know that a genocide and ethnic cleansing of a people is wrong. We don't know. It's crazy. And okay, go no, ahead. No, no, you know, you know sure. what I, you know, what I was talking, I was thinking about, like, if you were to ask any regular person on the earth, on like on the streets, what's the most valuable thing on earth? They'll say life. They'll say like life, recreation. Then why do we treat it like it's nothing? Why do we treat it like it's expendable? Why do we treat lives like the lives like why do we treat their lives as if they're they're collateral? That's no, so disturbing like, to me. Bro. I would, like I said like I said it in like two podcast episodes ago, but like just like thinking about once you take someone's life, you're not bringing that person back. Like that person is forever gone in this dunya. Like just just think about that. You really took someone's life on this earth for for what? For yeah. something temporary. No, you sitting here fighting over land that's not even yours. The land belongs to God, bro. And it's not even just just land. Like, I, don't, look, I didn't see your name written on it. Like people, what else do people kill over? People kill over women. They kill over. They kill over money, greed, and like yeah. any any and like a lot of these things aren't worth fighting over. And no, a lot of these things like they don't even belong. Like in in the reality, they don't even belong to you on a line, a long enough time scale. Every all of that will be reduced to nothing. Whatever you're fighting for. Allah, yeah, he's right though. He's so right. Like everything that you're fighting for, everything that you want in the, in on this earth, it's gonna be reduced to nothing. It's gonna be reduced to ash. It's gonna be crushed up. It's gonna be gone. Matter of fact, like it's not even gonna be history at one point. It's literally gonna be something that we're asked about. Oh, hold on. This is the perfect, perfect opportunity to bring up the verse. There's, it talks about when Allah says, "Do you see any signs, remnants of them today?" Just think about that. When Allah wiped those people out from before us, you don't see anything of them today. Nothing. Look but how you, badly they were wiped out. But you see people trying to, like, they're recreating what those people did. Yeah, now watch. You'll, you'll become one of those people. And like I said, hellfire is waiting for those who wrongfully kill no, an innocent well, people. Like, they know that they're out here fighting for this land, putting propaganda in the media, making up lies, making us as Muslims look like villains or savages or whatever. And this media is eating it up. They're feeding it to these people. And people are starting to believe it. People have been believing it for over 80 years. And they but grow. When, when, like, when does it get to a point where people can sit up and objectively look at themselves and say, like, is what's going on, right? Like, there are people who are living in that country, right? They've seen the propaganda, and they think that they're the ones being oppressed. They're out here living in compounds of beautiful mansions. And look how look how arrogant. And, like, you've seen people, they make videos mocking them. Like, you know, you're nothing more than fuel to Jahannam. Like, look how arrogant you are, bro. And look, wait, wait. Yeah, you just said they're nothing but fuel to Jahannam. Think about it. Billions of Muslims around the world are praying on your downfall. And they're not wrong. You know, the dua of the oppressed is never rejected, right? Think about that. We may not get it here. We may not get it in this life. We may not get the victory that we seek in this life. But the real victory that we're seeking is on the day of judgment. Where everybody will be accounted for. Every deed will be accounted for. Mm -hmm. And think about it. In Adam's way to bad, you'll see it. In Adam. Think about the amount of bad that we're seeing here today. So bad that the entire Muslim ummah, regardless of what they believe in, has risen up. See, and this is why I'm I'm so grateful for the fact that Allah is the judge on the day of judgment. He is the most just, yeah. right? And my Lord never forgets. Mm -hmm. yep, so never. just know that you will be punished. You will get the recompense for what you used to do. And see, the thing is, we were trying to talk about the minor signs of the day of judgment. But you see how we keep coming back to this. This is like three episodes now that we've had to bring up this situation because of how large it is. Because of how much it reminds us of the day of judgment. Like you can't talk about the day of judgment and not talk about situations like this. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like I saw, I saw a guy yesterday. I saw a video, and it was like this guy. He was digging through the rubble of wherever he used to live, and the guy asked him, "What are you looking for?" He says, "My four children." And he asked him again, what are you looking for? My four children. Can you imagine the pain and the agony of this person? Like, imagine you're you're looking for your children under rubble and you you probably you probably know that they're dead. Just gone in an instant. Because some fool, some fool is so greedy over something that that is not even that doesn't even belong to his. Look at the look how sick it is. It's very sick. But look, I, I want you guys to also understand one thing. After, after all this situation happened, have the Muslims not, has there not been more unity than ever? Have the Muslims not uh, stood up in a way they haven't before? Have we not been heard in a way that we haven't heard before? Like, for example, we just had the greatest protest in history, in the United States history, right outside Washington, you know, in Washington, D.C. And you think about it, like, glory be one, one, yeah, no, one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like, oh, we were always looking at the bad things of these situations, but look at the way that the media tries to lie about Islam, but you know, a lot of people who are not in the fold of Islam look into Islam. They start reading the Quran. Look at that. So it's so beautiful to me because it's like, in, even in a bad situation, even when Muslims are made out to look like bad people, people are going to be curious about Islam. They're going to want to read about Islam and what it teaches. And you see so many people that are looking into it, finding out the be true beauty of Islam for themselves because they don't have to look at the media to find it out. They can find out for themselves. But here, this is a very simple concept, right? I want you guys to understand. Those of you who say Muslims are terrorists or bad people, I want you to think about this. How many Muslims are there in the world? Two billion. Two billion Muslims. Now, I want you to imagine 1% of Muslims becoming terrorists. There would be no earth. There would literally be no earth. What's, what, like, what's 1% of two billion? 200 million. Like, like, think about it. Imagine 200 million people. 200 million terrorists. Exactly. That you, that you have, you've just accused 200 million people of being a terrorist. And that's like, just 1%, yeah, you, you 1 be, of us. Yeah, you got to be a himab. There would Wait, be no earth left to live on. If 200 million people yeah, went to war really, with us today, that's, that's a really we would good, take over everything. That's a really good point. Wait, is it actually 200 million? 1% of 2 billion? Yeah. That's, hold on. If it's actually 200 I was just, I was just saying off the top of my head because that's what I thought it was. But Even, even if, let's, let's say that's not even 1%. No. Let's just take 200 million people. That still doesn't compare to 2 billion people. That's 10%. Okay, 200, 200 million of 2 billion is 10%. All right, 10%. All right, sorry about that. You know, wow. we're going to correct ourselves. Wait, Look, listen. That's like twenty percent of one billion, buddy. <laughs> nah. Yeah, it's twenty percent of one billion. So two billion is ten percent. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's right. two million. Ten oh, percent yeah, right. is one. Yeah, two million. Yeah. Just imagine two million people. Two million people trying to go ahead and take over land. Like, still, there would be no earth left to live on. We would all be wiped out. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Subhanallah. Dang. I don't even think I don't even I don't even I don't even think there's two million people in America. I think there's only wait no, yeah, there is. No, there's 260. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not two million people in our state, in our state, in our state. No, but like you gotta think about bro, think about how arrogant, bro. People they be out here saying like Muslims, like they be they be they be they be like like generalizing an entire group two billion people, a tiny group of people. Like, and they be calling them terrorists, they're bad people, don't associate with them, this that, like or for example, a lot. A lot of these same people, they go to school with Muslims. They see Muslims on a daily basis. Why haven't they been attacked? Why haven't they been blown to pieces, as they would say? I'm really starting to think, do these people do no self-reflection? No? Like, <laughs> like, well, when you think about it, the Quran is a book for people who reflect, right? Mm -hmm. So 
if people want to be arrogant, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't give them that gift of being able to self-reflect or being able to increase their knowledge in things that really matter. You know what? Like, this, this you is can a, have knowledge yeah, in, in a true. job or whatever, but it's just like it's just where, like, where it really matters, like for your life, Islamically, having that type of knowledge, that's far above than the the knowledge that you get in no, college no, for just, a job or whatever. It's just like it's just like when we say, like, can we really be surprised when when in the Quran it says, Khatamallah like yeah. when there's a seal placed over their head, can we really be surprised? Like, I'm not surprised. I, I, I expected you to say, like, what? what it's not, it's not about it's surprising. It's like I read the verse and then I reflect on real life and I'm just like, wow. Like, yes, it's real. I believe it, but it's like, just strengthens my faith. It's just like it, it strengthens your faith because, like, when you see it happen in real time, you're like, wow, subhanAllah, and your your mind and it instantly goes to a specific verse. Like, whenever we see someone who's so blind to the truth that you're like. Well, subhanAllah, like their hearts really are blind or their eyes really, it's not even their eyes that are blind, it's their hearts or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has this place to seal on their hearts. Like, or yeah, for example, blind, do they like, not do they not reflect upon the Quran or are their hearts sealed from, from doing so? Exactly. I love this verse. SubhanAllah. Yeah. And you know, with that, um, it's going to close out this podcast. Um, continue making dua. Continue seeking the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, be weary of like what's going on in the world and like the actions that we're doing, the intentions that we have uh, for the things that we're doing in our lives. And leave some comments, leave some suggestions for future podcasts, inshallah. Uh, and that with, with that being said, salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. May Allah grant the Muslims victory. Amen. And uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make sure you share it with your friends and family. Uh, also, we're growing the biggest Discord server in the ummah and we need your guys' help so make sure you guys join that we have our permanent link posted in our link tree in our bios and on all social media platforms and uh just to remind you guys we're still students of knowledge we're not scholars so assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh